Welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Bedlam. And since OU was off this weekend, uh, you just get me. And I'm just going to be sitting here talking about Oklahoma State's win over Kansas 39-32. to And we're going to start with the offense. Uh, they finally looked competent for most of the game. And a big part of that was getting Ollie Gordon the ball. You know, I've been saying for months, he's the best player on this offense. You got to feed him. I predicted before the season he would be a top five running back in OSU history by the time his career was done. And yesterday he looked like it. I mean, 29 carries for 168 yards and a touchdown and then six receptions for 116 yards and a touchdown. That's an insane stat for anyone. He's an absolute beast. Uh, Jaron did text me a couple notes he wanted, and one of them was that Ollie Gordon is a beast. Um, yeah, there's not much you can say about what he did yesterday that hasn't already been said. It's He was unreal and deserves to be fed the ball like this. And the fact that he's doing this, it makes it even so much more maddening that he had like five touches against South Alabama in that loss. I don't know what they were doing. I guess they were trying to save him, but – he looks like the player we all thought he was. The other big thing to take away from the offense is they made a concerted off effort to get Brennan Presley the ball. I mean, eight receptions, 79 yards and a touchdown, and then the one carry for six yards for the touchdown that uh, kind of sealed the game at the end or to go ahead at, toward the end of the game. They, uh, you know, you kind of forget how shifty and how good in space he is because they haven't been getting him the ball in situations like that. Uh, the flea flicker that went back to him was a great, it was a great design. Uh, props to Casey Dunn for that one. There were still moments where Casey Dunn was Casey Dunn with the inexplicable, you know, zone run on a third and six, which could have easily been picked up on a short pass going away from the out routes that were working. Um, but overall, it was a pretty good game plan. Uh, so, you know, ha when I criticize him, I'll also give him credit where credit is due. Alan Bowman definitely had his best game of his career at Oklahoma State. Uh, during the first half, he was incredibly sharp, hitting the open receivers. You saw the arm strength on display. Uh, second half, he got a little scattershot. There were some times where, you know, he kind of wondered what was going on there, but ended with 336 yards for two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, you see him getting more comfortable. You see things starting to come together more. You do – is lack of mobility does create some limitations for the offense. If pressure gets to him really quick, he's not getting out of it. And that did kill a couple drives, which without being able to watch all 22, you know, you don't know, did he miss a receiver? Did he miss a read? Was the read covered? What led to that? But uh, the lack of mobility is an issue that could be exploited by a lot of teams uh, going forward. The offensive line is starting to really come together as well, even though uh, Dalton Cooper did go out early in this game. Cole Birmingham came in, and despite what FS1 was saying about, oh, he's a backup, Cole Birmingham has a ton of experience, was the starting left tackle two years ago. He's not your typical backup tackle. He's a very good tackle. Obviously, there was a little, when he first came in, it was a little rough. Just, you know, I'm sure coming off the bench like that isn't easy for anyone. But he's not your typical backup left tackle that has no experience so I'm not really sure why they ever they were acting like uh, they were pulling some scrub off the street when Birmingham came in but uh, on the topic of the offensive line Ollie Gordon had this quote post game they improved a lot I feel like we got a lot more comfortable since we established the quarterback I know some people might say the three quarterback system was better but I feel like once we got all got comfortable with one quarterback we started firing off 
Our line knows he how he plays, so when stuff goes wrong, they still handle the block, which gives him time to get out, make throws, and passes. And that was one of my points early on. I don't care who the quarterback is, pick one, because it, everyone works as a unit, especially at offensive line. Once they learn how he plays, they've learned how Ollie likes to run, and it's all starting to come together. Hopefully they can continue to improve because there's some tough games coming up. Now on to the defensive side, which was not always pretty. Uh, Jason Bean was unreal in the first half of this game. Uh, his stats for the first half, 76% completion percentage, 274 yards, and four touchdowns. That's ridiculous. Now, two of those touchdowns, one was a great design by Lance Leipold lining up the tight end as an eligible receiver, but in the left tackle spot. Nine times out, 99 times out of 100, no one is going to notice that. And unless you just have a safety just kind of hanging out over there, that's going for if not a touchdown, huge yardage. I don't blame the defense for that one necessarily. That was just a great play design, great play call in the moment. And it went up that seam, which has been an issue for this defense against you know a normal look on offense. So that was just a great play design. I don't blame that one. Another one of those, which also went to Fairchild, um, Kendall Daniels just bit so hard on the run. He bit so hard on that run fake that you would think it was the first run fake he ever saw. But Kansas is one of the best rushing attacks in the country. They rushed for, I don't know, over 300 yards last week. And so there was clearly an F that was clearly a coaching point was stop the run, make them beat through, through the air. And through the first half, Jason Bean was doing that. He was beating them through the air. Uh, however, you know, rushing stats, 29 carries for 90 yards for the entire team. And when you can hold one of the best rushing attacks to that, you give yourself a good chance to win the game. Now, after halftime, defense made some adjustments. And um, in his post-game press conference, Mike Gundy said, Brian has had answers throughout the season. And I tell coaches this, I want you to have answers throughout the game. I know the other team will try to counter you, which they should. But if there's an issue, I need you to get it fixed. You need to have answers for it so we don't get beat by the same thing over and over and over and over. He came up with the answers. He always had answers, but you still have to get it to the players, get it on the field and get executed all while everything is moving fast. He has had answers this year and he had answers today. And yes, he did. Which some of them were, the answer was a bad decision by Jason Bean, which bailed him out a couple of times. Him getting out of the pocket, it looked like they were in man coverage on the back end and those receivers would just, you know, it's hard to cover anyone for five seconds and when they did that, they would get open and he would hit people for big plays. When they didn't give him that time is when he started to make the bad decisions. That was an amazing interception by Kendall Daniels down at the goal line, just sticking that arm up and pulling the ball down. Probably saved the game right there. And then later in the game, you had all of, I mean, pressure started getting to him. The other interception who I am blanking on who had that, here it is, Dylan Smith with the other interception just threw it into coverage again toward the end. I don't know what happened. The defense looked almost exact same. It's not like there was a massive shift in what they were showing Jason Bean, but something changed probably post snap. And he was just all of a sudden not hitting those open guys. Colin Oliver took over that game in the second half, two and a half sacks. 
uh, read that one screen beautifully, tackled him for like no gain, one yard gain. It was a great play. And then at that end on that fourth down, when they went for it and Jason being threw it over there to the, tried to get in the flat on the fourth and one, him and Kendall Daniels read it, were in his face, jumping up, arms in the air. I'm not sure which one of them actually knocked it down. I think it actually was Colin Oliver, even though I know on game during the game, the uh, announcers were saying that uh, Kendall Daniels got an arm on it. I think it actually was Oliver that got his arm on it. Either way, um, great, great play. The defense really showed up in the second half. They made the plays when they needed to, made just enough plays to get the win. It was, this was an encouraging game. I know last week after Oklahoma State's win over Kansas State, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to react. I was like, I don't know what this team is. I don't know what they're trying to do. This offense is still kind of disjointed. Um, the offense seems to be working mostly, mostly functional now. And uh, also I'd give a shout out to Rashad Owens, nine receptions, 112 yards. I mean, that's a very quiet 112 yards. Uh, I didn't realize he had that many yards during this game until toward the I think, fourth quarter. They're like, Oh, he's close to hundred yards. Um so, you know, maybe he's kind of becoming that big body possession guy that you need when you're featuring the quick guy like Braden Presley. Jaden Bray did his disappearing act again, one reception, four yards. Was that uh scheme thing from the defense that they just weren't able to get the ball from him or did he just not get open? Um, not really sure on that. But once again, he, you know, had the big game last week, didn't have a big game this week. Um, oh, and of course, Nick Martin, again, coming up big uh really showing that he's probably the best linebacker on this team uh it's been huge uh, the way he's come up the last two weeks uh and as far as special teams go uh Hale did have the one miss but you know if you watch that game you saw the flags you heard them talk about it the wind was crazy down there and he just he barely missed it it wasn't a terrible kick but you know it didn't come back to haunt them he's been a he's been a weapon for Oklahoma State these past couple of weeks, hitting all those field goals that they have needed because the red zone struggles are still there. They were better this week, but they're still having some issues punching the ball in. Uh, now, <clears throat> coming out of this game, like I said, I do feel a lot better about this team going forward after these last two weeks, especially this one. They just looked more coherent. Last week looked a little bit more flash in the pan because of all of the trick plays that they were pulling out which, you know, that's great for a week, but it's hard to say that's what they're going to be when so much of the offense relies on trick plays. This week kind of seemed like they had a plan. Feed Ollie Gordon, get the ball to Presley in space, and you have Owens there when you need, you know, kind of some tough yards on a possession receiver type of thing. The offense did look more together, but, you know, Casey Dunn still may revert to what he's shown us in the past. I'm not ready to say this offense is fixed as long as that man is the offense coordinator because we have too many years of experience and evidence showing what kind of offense he likes to run. But if what, but if he's changed and this is what we're going to get, you know, the rest of the season could be really interesting. And uh, defense, there's still some holes. You're seeing improvement. Colin Oliver is looking better as a linebacker. He's still best when he rushes the passer. I understand why when you run a three down, you can't have a 230, 235 pound guy playing the edge on every play because, you know, he'll get blown off the ball. You don't, you need him to hold the line there. Um, but I would like to see him rush the passer a little bit more because that's where he can truly affect the game. He's the best pass rusher. Send him after the quarterback. Uh, Nick Martin is there. Epps, you know, he 
didn't have two interceptions like he did against Kansas State, but he was not a weakness like you thought he might have been after the Iowa State game. So he's looking better. Uh, and then corner, and I'm blanked on his name because I almost called him his brother's name. Um, Corey Black, almost called him Kobe Black, uh, who's a younger brother's a recruit this year. But Corey Black played great out there. A couple great plays in the run game, held his block, got off at the last second. So the defense is starting to come together, but they are still prone to giving up the big plays. Hopefully they can start to get some of those things sorted out over the course of the next few weeks. But a big one going to Morgantown next week against the Mountaineers. They're playing well. Could be an interesting game. And um, we'll be back on Wednesday. Jaron and Zach will be back. We'll have our preview for those two games next weekend. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.